It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in theaters, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey, Jim. Hey, hey, Bryce. And Murray, who is still flying high from his trip to the danger zone last week. Have you come down from your maverick high, Mervigator? I'm waiting for dinosaurs now. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Uh, see, now that works, Mer. The Mervigator. It actually is the hybrid of both your real names. Merman, Navigator, Boyer. Mervigator. Well, thanks to all who have been supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please like, subscribe, share, and give us a five-star rating on your listening platform. Or support us and join the Film Rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible film. But only, and I repeat, only if it had a theatrical release. Wah, wah, wah. Rules, rules, rules. Now, let's get to raging. But first, here's a word from our sponsor. Hey, Bryce, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to my favorite cinema, Canyon Meadow Cinema, to see the best second-run movies at the best price. What? How inexpensive are they? Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Makes me hope they also serve pizza. They do, plus a lot of other great food choices. Plus, I'm planning my office Christmas party there. They can host a plethora of options for any get-together. Gaming, movie, drag show? Drag show? Now I know where I'm planning my next party. Hey, maybe you think there's a, a Liam Neeson or a superhero movie planned? Ugh, I hope not. But uh, maybe there'll be a great independent documentary. Sure. Call CMC at 403-670-5444 to book a special event or go online at canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. streaming sometimes yeah we're not dancing as much it's not i'm my my mind is dancing but my bottom is not dancing hmm Mm, that's a crime present crime yeah it's kind of weird eh? cronenberg crimes of the future when that was actually his first film it is kind of funny 71 yeah and and there is a reference to what happens in this one, in that one. If there's ever been a director that's directed a, two different movies of the same title ever in the history of cinema? Uh, I think Sam Raimi did that. How did you, with what? When he did Evil Dead and then did Evil Dead no. 2, what, which so was the same a, movie. Once again, yeah, but it's listen a different movie. to what I'm saying. I listen. Completely different. It was completely different. It was funny. Okay, now you're just annoying me. <laughs> It's true. So to get happy, I'm going to talk about the latest from David Cronenberg. Crimes of the Future takes us back to a time when Cronenberg, the Cronenberg that we all know and love, um, it is back to the genre bending, mind warping, body horror eroticism that he has treated us to in the past. 
With its one hour and 47 minute runtime, we are treated to various mutilations, surgeries as a spectator's sport, a child murder, creepiness beyond comprehension, people growing new organs, a man covered in ears who has most such stitched shut and then does a dance, lots of nudity, various perverts, people that eat plastic for sustenance, organ tattooing, and more disturbing images than one would think could fit in the length of one movie. We also get some solid performances from Viggo Mortensen and Leah Sadu, and a standout performance from what? Kristen Stewart. What? Who was awkward and creepy and oddly arousing in the role of Timlin, an investigator from the National Organ Registry. This film will unleash the deviant in all of those who watch it. You will find yourself watching as awe in awe as you cannot take your your eyes away from the sexually charged grotesque images and as the film climaxes so do you you just may find that you do as well (laughs) the film made me feel so dirty and sleazy and excited and i loved every delicious frame cronenberg's crimes of the future was mondo oh there was a prediction um from a few of our listeners that that there may be some mondos that happen on this review. But um, the uh, the thing that most got me excited was our buddy George, our honorary fourth member of Film Rage, yes. calls our boy Cronenberg, or Papa Cronenberg, as Papa Bone Crone. Bone Crone. It's kind of think it's pretty uh, it's pretty true. Yes. So, revising of his 1970 original film? No. No, it's not. Uh, but it was written 20 years ago. It's been 8 years since Papa Cronenberg's last film, which could be argued was probably his most commercially viable film to date. Two, his 2022 release which is quite possibly the most uncommercial film he's ever made to date. It's probably been since 1999's Existence, where David made a horror film. And though through that time, he dabbled in a few other genres, but as the master of body horror, I could not be happier. He is back to his roots. In fact, I'd go to say, he's been away from horror for so long, he's now influencing himself. With smatterings of Dead Ringers, The Fly, The Brood, and Videodrome, this film puts mainstream horror to shame by elevating his horror to a whole new level of shock and trauma, which, in a world of sequels and remakes, there is only one true original master, and that is Papa Cronenberg himself, or Papa Cronebone. The acting by every single person in this, especially Viggo Mortensen and Kristen Stewart, were at their very best that I have ever seen. In fact, Viggo, in my opinion, was was almost unrecognizable as himself. The first words that came out of my mouth after after the screening was, and I'm quoting myself here, there is no one in the world but David Cronenberg that could have made this movie. But the second thing that went through my mind was... I was wondering, was this filmed in Greece because it allowed him to show some of the things he did in this film, as I fear he may go to prison for what he has in some of the scenes that are in this film. But Cronenberg does not shy away from uncomfortable scenes. He embraces it and nurtures it to help it grow into another life form upon itself. 
This film is not for the weak or timid or squeamish. This film is also not for the people that have no original thought or are afraid of the future of cinema. This film was raw, a vision of the future that that both terrifies me and excites me. But ultimately, this film was made for me and me alone. And obviously, Bryce. Uh, I lived through... (laughs) An hour and 57 minutes of Cronengasm horror, bringing even me to levels I have not felt in years. In case you're wondering, this film is the best film I have seen in the last eight years. Interesting that that was how long it was before Cronenberg made his last film. (laughs) This film is the best film in the last eight years, Mondo. Wow. And I have some things we should unpack. Mm. Now, Murray, did you end up getting to see it? No, I did not. Oh, that's too bad. I it's wor- gonna it's I, gonna make us very happy later on I, when we have a discussion. I worked all weekend, oh, and uh, oh, my day off, I discovered it was not playing in my in my local oh, theater. Oh no! And I sure as hell wasn't driving around to see it. Oh, so yeah, that's, that's uh, if I had seen it, I'm pretty sure I would have raged about it or just walked out about ten minutes in. Well, that's what I said to Bryce. Is that if if Murray sees this. I have a feeling he's going to walk out of it. As, as I mentioned before, I don't like weird. Yes. Mm. I don't this, mind scary. I just don't like weird. This mm. is, um, I don't think, it, I don't know if you can describe weird. Uh, it sounds like weird to me. It's pretty, um, it's pretty body horror. Anyway, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I didn't just enjoy it. It's yeah. the best movie that's it's, been made in the last eight it years. It is so good. And as I say, I didn't really think I was a pervert, but now apparently I've Cronenberg has schooled me. I I am. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I'm perverted for Cronenberg. Does that count as perverted? Yeah. I've, but I've been that for my whole life. So like, there you go. Like I I I come out came out of my mother's womb, and basically was bone in for Cronenbone. There you go. This movie is so sleazy. Uh, it's so good. It, you you can't describe this. You, I don't think you can describe this, but there's things in it. Um, the vision of, of evolution and creating a vision of recycling. I know. Which is like... It's like, I'm actually hoping that this is the case because imagine a society where people are evolved to the point where they can eat plastic. Well, okay. So it's funny you should say that because I actually watched a documentary an interview with Cronenberg specifically about this. And he says, isn't it kind of interesting that this film is now because we are just what about 80% of humanity is eating microplastics. So we are actually, we're actually surviving on microplastics and uh, it's in the works that there is some food. What's they say that alternative facts, there's alternative food that's coming out that is also made with plastic. So all right, let's start. The future is now. The future is now. Uh, yeah. Give me one of them delicious plastic bars. Yeah, the plastic bars. Uh, you know what? And the 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 things, just like the things he had that incorporates into his body, into um, Viggo Mortensen's body in this film, to allow him to even live, like his bed. His that's like a giant vaginal clamshell. His, his eaten chair. And his eaten chair, which <laughs> that helps him with his helps digestion. Him digestion. Which looks like it's a it's a it's a looks chair more, of skeletons. Yeah. Or like a torture device, but Yeah, this you know what? And maybe to Murray's point, every single person in this is fucking creepy. Yeah. But deliciously creepy. Yes. 
even the the two uh, ladies who um, work as the people that fix the the beds and stuff like that. They, uh, they, they not only fix the beds. They do other things. They do other things as well. Yes. Uh, so I think for as per Murray, um, if you're a person who doesn't like weird, you won't like this film. I think everybody should see it. It should shock some people into reality. That's for sure. That's all we saw in cinema this week. That's it. I'm sad. You're done with the unpacking. I could unpack. We we could literally talk about this for seven hours yeah, and not no, unpack everything, but yes. we don't have that much time today. Nah. All right then. <clears throat> short and sweet this week, just like you, or medium, short, and sweet. Queen Elizabeth II. Yes. 70 years on the throne. Yes. At this point, I think she's just trying to outlive Charles so he'll never get to be king. <laughs> Maybe. Can't really blame her. For those who don't watch television, like these two. It's true, we don't. Uh, there were about two dozen specials over the weekend on her Platinum Jubilee. Whatever the hell that is. In fact, there have been over 100 films and TV shows about the old bag. Wow. Uh, sorry, Her Royal Highness. <laughs> I just don't get the fascination, especially by Americans who aren't even in the damn Commonwealth. Remember the Boston Tea Party and the American Revolution? I remember that. I'd call that a hostile divorce. Um, well, I got some of the more well-known QE2s that have... Uh, been on screen we got first up emma thompson who is in a television drama yes not a movie called walking the dogs it was a 2012 tv movie basically about the infamous buckingham palace break-in in 1982 Ooh. that sounds fascinating yeah. then we got claire foy who plays queen elizabeth on the netflix series the crown uh, basically the life uh, of the Queen from her early reign to modern times. Replaced by Olivia Coleman in season three and four. Olivia Coleman? Olivia Coleman. Yes. And uh, Imelda Stoughton in the last two seasons of it. Hmm. Uh, Sarah Gaden or Gaden played a young Princess Elizabeth in a 2015 romantic comedy. It was a rom-com. What? The uh, Queen Elizabeth rom-com? A Royal Night Out. The this film has to be a parody. Princess Elizabeth and Princess Margaret uh, having a spontaneous adventure away from Buckingham. <laughs> that sounds. <laughs> that sounds. I want to see this actually. <laughs> then we have Freya Wilson in the 2010 Academy Award-winning film *The King's Speech*, who was of course great. played the young Princess Elizabeth, along Colin Firth, who played her dad, King George VI. And we have Canada's own Nev Campbell. In a 2004 World War II parody film, Churchill, The Hollywood Years, Nev Campbell plays a Princess Elizabeth, stars alongside Christian Slater, who plays Winston Churchill, wow. who wins the war and captures the heart of the future queen. Are you pranking us right I'm now? I'm not. It's, this a is a, war, it's a parody this film. This is a prank show. In 2004. We've changed format this week, people. It's a prank show. And finally, <laughs> the queen herself, Helen Mirren, who played Elizabeth II in her 2006 film, The Queen, 
movie received critical acclaim, earned her an Academy Award for Best Actress. The Queen herself praised Mirren's performance and invited her for dinner at Buckingham Palace. For somebody with a royal but boring-ass life, that's a lot of screen time. It is a lot of screen time. God save the Queen, I guess. I think we need to add one to that list. Oh, The what? person that, that plays the Queen better than anybody, Mr. Scott Thompson from The Kids in the that's Hall. That's true. He does do I thought you were going to say Fred Armisen because he was on the list, too. Yeah, it, but it, let's it face it. Nope. Scott Thompson is Nobody does the, the Queen better than Scott Actually, Thompson. you know who does the Queen the best is Freddie Mercury. Because he was the lead singer for Queen. He was the Queen, Remember? yeah. Anyway. You make me sad sometimes, Jim. <laughs> I, I hope so. That's all I got. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. Sweet, 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 sweet rage. My big rage this week, other than, of course, is the Putin. (sighs) Eight years. Eight years we've been waiting for Cronenberg to make a film. And I I could list off 101 superheroes or sequels or franchises that have come out in the last eight years, but I won't bore you with all that. But he takes eight years to make a fucking movie. Papa Cronenberg, I'm mad at you. In fact, you are my rage this week, as well as the largest joy in my life. Making me wait eight years for this movie when it was written 20 fucking years ago is enough to put anybody into a state of rage. Good things come to those who wait, Jim. It doesn't. I had. Do you know what? I don't want to list off all the terrible movies I've had to watch, even just this one year. Patience is a virtue, Jim. It is not. Because what happens if you would have dropped dead before I got to see this movie? At least now I can drop dead and know that I've lived a full life now that I've seen this movie. But I'm angry. Sometimes the anticipation. I don't want to wait another eight years for his next film. Makes it all worth it. No. I might not live eight years. What if him or I die before that eight-year point comes. That's it. Although although I'm kind of glad that baby Cronenberg's making stuff. It has made up for it. He's raging. That's right. He fills in the gaps. My rage this week. This is film rage, not TV rage, not made for TV rage. My ma- rage may become clearer in our Rake Your Dare segment. What? 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 What you talking about, Willis? Yeah, Willis. That's your rage? That's it? That's it. Okay, then. Okay. Rage subsiding. Pulse slowing. Finger fading. Walk 
continues to rage across the globe. Our valiant men and women have been winning battles as the war continues to march on. Hollywood continues to produce clone after clone of the films you used to enjoy. There have been some defectors, but most remakes continue to assault your sensibilities. Our small troop of trained experts continue to expose these imposters while showing Hollywood a better way. Support the invasion of the remake by listening, reviewing, and subscribing. Your knowledge is power. We're all in this together. Spread the word. Subscribe to Invasion of the Remake on all major podcast providers. New episodes dropping weekly at invasionoftheremake.wixsite.com slash podcast. Sam and crew, I love you so yes, much. Yes, we're still on the air. That wasn't the sign-off. That wasn't. Oh. All right. So, again, I want to remind people this segment we call The Lists is important that everybody realizes... First off, to go to our website. If you're listening to this podcast, you know we have one. And there's a section called The List. Go look at it right now. We have four different sections on there. The Doubted, The Undoubted, The Mesmerized, and The Repulsive. And we've been working hard on our Mesmerized list because we feel as a group that we have just have too many people on it. And there can't be that many mesmerizing people on the planet. But there are. But apparently they're not. And the, So we're currently in a walking off. So if you didn't listen to last week, you didn't hear that we we actually eliminated somebody last week. Yeah, it was sad. It was a sad day. And we eliminated somebody, I think, a week ago, too. Who? (laughs) Who we just watched in a fantastic movie this week. (laughs) (laughs) But this week, we have Walken versus Rockwell in the film Seven Psychopaths. Yep. So, I think Murray's already written his down. It's tough because there were seven psychopaths. There was seven. Well, it could have been any one of them, but there's only two that are mesmerizing. All mesmerizing. All right, ready for the reveal. Now, here's the thing: if we all agree between Sam Rockwell and Christopher Walken that one of these was more mesmerizing than the other. Apparently, it is truth that they're not both mesmerizing, and one has to go. On the count of three. What you said just made no sense to me, but okay. Ready to reveal? Yeah. One, two, three. Rockwell. Oh. I'm sorry. Even when he was in the background and... And Rockwell was doing his eating up the screen. No, I was still focused on walking. No, I think maybe the bad hair, but that's yeah, maybe the bad hair. No, I gotta agree with Marie. Rockwell was way there. Was times where Christopher Walken was just like furniture to me. He was. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't find him mesmerizing. I found him completely mesmerizing. It was one of these understated performances, just like in True Romance, Mm -hmm. where. I don't understand how you cannot appreciate how mesmerizing this guy was. Uh, no, I, could I can't take my eyes uh, off him the entire movie. Even when Sam Rockwell was bouncing from corner to corner off the screen, yep. trying to eat up all the scenery. But the fact is you can't eat up all the scenery when Christopher Walken's on the screen with Apparent, you. Apparently two of us feel differently. Apparently yes. two of you. Apparently two of wrong. us. Apparently two of us are majority of right. Yes. And one third of us uh, has a serious Christopher Walken uh, bone that's addiction. Not, that's not true. That's right. That is not true. I believe so. Yeah, I. There were scenes in this where 
I, I will give you the fact that Walken, a lot of times on screen, he he is the most versatile face in acting, in my opinion. They were, but you know, there what? was scenes in there where he was on screen against Rockwell in the same thing, or actually with um, what's his uh, face? Colin Farrell. No. Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. They, and, they got, and, both got and blown Walken, out of the water. And Walken, every time. Walken, no, no yeah. way, no, no way. There was no a scene way. where Rockwell's driving the car and he's doing blah, 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 and just. Just going off, doing Sam Rockwell, and that was part of the problem I had here. He's doing a little too much Sam Rockwell. And Walken is in the back seat, and I'm not even paying attention to Rockwell. I'm watching Walken sitting in the back seat, making these faces that were just priceless. And if anybody's paying attention and and you're watching that scene, there's only one person that you didn't say a freaking word and he stole that scene. Yeah. Walken is mesmerizing. Yeah. No. Rockwell yeah. oh. is in most most situations, but not when he's going against Walken. Yeah. You know what? As someone who has been an actor and has been in things, someone who makes faces in the background when somebody else is talking is unprofessional. Just saying. Oh, uh, well, I don't no, think in that particular not scene. At, not at all, Murray. Yeah. Yes. And as someone who's also been in film... I can tell if, you if it was something, if that, something the, that if there was something that the director didn't yeah, want, it wouldn't have been yes. in there. Are you if saying it was ad libbed? I'm saying that if it was ad libbed, I think the it was ad libbed. The director said, "Man, that is good stuff." Because he kept that it in. Stays. Yeah, Probably it's different. Told him to. It's different. I agree with you. If it's a scene I where you're, think, if they're, if you're at a restaurant and people are in the backs, backs on, back line, but it was yeah, like an, this it's, was they're editing. Different. They're editing this to is, show. Th- this is exactly. This is somebody that's that is in this conversation, but it's. It's Sam but, Rockwell's dominating it. But I'm also disagreeing with Bryce because I, I found quite a few times I was looking at Walken and he just, Doing I nothing. didn't find his blank face sometimes mesmerizing. I find it most times, but in this film, I, don't know what I was like, no. I don't know what you're watching on. Well, the unfortunate thing is neither one of them are leaving this week. Yeah, unfortunate, fortunate. A <laughs> little bit from column A, a little bit from column B. But, okay, so Murray. Uh, yeah, it's getting harder and harder to find Christopher Walken films that he's actually in with people on our list. Like, we're getting down to the last few. Okay. We're running out. We're running out. I found an obscure one. Okay. I called wonder. A Business Affair. A Business Affair. 1994. Christopher Walken and Tom Wilkinson, assuming he's still on the list. A business affair. I went through the hundred films that Christopher Walken has been in. I got to the middle of the list, and this is the first one I got. I forgot Tom Wilkinson was on our list, but that yeah. he is well deserved. the list that I have. Yeah, no, he's absolutely yeah, he should be on. I, I didn't print it off for the last two months, but I mean, I assumed he was still on it. So. Yeah, yeah. I haven't. We haven't taken him off recently. I just so forgot. So there you go. Good luck finding it. <laughs> yeah, I might have to watch it at Bryce's house. We'll see. We'll see. If we'll see. Fine. A business affair, Hamer. That's what it's called. Sweet. Well, that that brings me joy. Um, we talked about Alicia Silverstone. She was easily added onto the repulsive list last week, and Bryce had promised he was going to do the work for the doubted. Yeah. Did you get a chance to? Well, I did, but I, I don't know what we can do with this. Mm. Um, 
I will I will start by saying that she is literally in one of my favorite movies of all time. But was it Batman and Robin? But it was ten it was ten movies ago. So okay, so yeah. But yeah, she was in The Killing of a Sacred Deer in two thousand seventeen, oh, yeah, which is really on my short list for my favorite movies of all time. It's freaking great. Yeah. But uh I've seen the first like the first two, like as in the last two, I guess. But the the recent stuff I haven't seen any of it, so I don't know what we can do with this. Well, we're going to have to somehow... And does does the Netflix movie count? Well... I think it does. We discussed that. And if it, it's, it's it does if it, if it didn't have an opportunity to be released in cinema, right? Well, it's brand new. Oh, that one. Yeah. So it's senior year 2022. Mm. We also have the Requin, whatever the heck that is, 2022. Last Survivors, 2021. Sisters of the Groom, 2020. Stop me if you've seen any of these. Valley Girl, not the one you're thinking of, the 2020. Yeah. Bad Therapy, oh, But she's uncredited in that, so we won't be able to count Valley Girl. Well, really? Yeah. It's not, if she's uncredited, really, you can't. Why not? Because she's uncredited. She's just... But she's she added in herself in there. Yeah, but she might not be in the movie. She is in the movie. She said it says uncredited. She's in the movie. But it says uncredited. But she's in the movie. Is she? Maybe maybe she was it's cut out and she's on the editing floor. We'd have to watch it we'd have to watch it to find out. At any rate, The Lodge I've actually seen and it was actually mad. It was mad. Yeah, I would agree. And Book Club is the most unbelievable rage that you'll ever watch in your life. Okay, so is, Book Club was freaking, eight back? It was freaking unwatchable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a rage. I mean, I actually seen both of those. Yeah. Those are so, the only two I've seen though. So then maybe we have to see Do we? Well, we have to decide if she is doubted. But uh, wait, I saw bad therapy. That was a rage. Okay, that's good. I think we should have to watch um, Valley Girl <laughs> just to see if she's in it. <laughs> no, let's not watch that. Let's watch Sister of the Groom. <laughs> Sister of the Groom sounds so good. Uh. God, kill me now. Okay, this is one of those deals that might take a while. Yes, we're not necessarily watching we're not, it we're this not week. Get, we're not binging on Alicia Silverstone for the next six weeks so that we can get her <laughs> on the doubted list. Well, we don't have to watch everything. Yeah, that's a, that's have, a given. But the fact that we've got five movies in a row, which neither of us have seen, yep. we really can't put her on at this point. Okay, so Alicia will be watching Sister of the Grim, which... The title alone is enough to make me rage. Yes. Right? Yes, it is. I, I su- mean, it's spelled. I it suggest smells. we watch the, the the every other there. So if we, we watch The Sister of the Groom and we watch The Requin, whatever. The, I just don't know what that is. I had a, is that enough? Maybe? I don't know. The Requin is, the, is one of the lowest rated films. It's got a shark in it. Does it? Yeah, it's about a shark. Cool. And I love sharks. Let's watch the requin. There we go. Okay. Yeah, we might sorry. actually be able to watch that this weekend. Sorry. The, uh, now I'm confused. We're watching the requin instead of Sister of the Groom? Uh, yeah. Shark? Yes. Okay. I think we should watch the one that's most likely to actually be... Uh, Ma- there's nothing here that could be... No, Mondo. there's not. No. <laughs> After all, she is repulsive. So okay, she- so if we watch... Here's the thing. If we watch the requin and it ends up being mad, then we got to either watch yep. Senior Year or Last yep. Survivors and hope that one of them's yep. mad. It's true. Because I'd rather her not be on the list and have to watch all these movies. Exactly. At any rate, whatever. It's a deal. Done deal. We will be watching The Requin. 
sometime in a home theater by me. Some, some <laughs> yeah. All right, what else do we have to discuss? Mm, I don't know. Ah, we have to discuss Cronenberg. What about Cronenberg? He's he's continually still undoubted. Yeah. Just saying. Okay. <laughs> we just have to thank Murray for not watching so the movie. So what you're saying is if I had gone to this movie and raged about it, he'd be off the list? That is true. Well, then you're damn lucky. It is, we are... Uh, we were actually talking about it we're, on the way yeah, home. We were talking about it. We had, we had a contingency plan, which I'm not going to discuss with you. Because we still may have to use <laughs> that Because we still may time. have to use it at some point. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Can you go after one of mine? No, no. <laughs> no, no. No, no. No, no. That's not it. It's, that's not us. We're I'm not hoping delicious. it never comes to I that. I don't hurt. hate Cronenberg. I'm not a huge fan of his movies, but yeah. whatever. Well, I think you probably liked a Two few of them. But you like Map of the Stars? Did. Didn't see it. I thought you saw that. You must have liked Eastern Promises. Didn't see it. Really? History of violence. History of violence. I guess I'm part of that. Oh my goodness! I it like violence. Because like those are the two that I would think you would really like. Crash, history of violence. And no, Crash, you would not uh, like. I, uh, Crash, I was going to see it until it won the Oscar, and I'm like, that was such no, a it's different crash. different crash. Oh, it's a Cronenberg crash. crash. Oh yeah, okay, no. well. it's a Cronenberg crash, not a okay, whatever. Not 19, another crash. Nine thousand stories anyway, intertwined um, crash. Yeah, I don't know. It's also weird, so he wouldn't like it. Okay, exactly. Sorry. History of Violence and Eastern Promises, I could see you yeah, liking. I do like yes. Vigo. Oh, and Existence. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. Anyway. Maybe. It's called Robert Pattinson. It's fantastic. Yeah, I love Robert Pattinson. I watched it the other day. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, he's still alive. Apparently. Yes. Until yeah. he makes another movie eight years from now. That's right. Which I will try to see. <laughs> In eight years, he'll have yeah. build up the strength. Oh, all right. Hopefully. Last week on Rage or Dare, the crew was dared to see the sharkiest CGI fest ever shot from a tornado when they were dared to see the film Sharknado by the awesome podcast Two Idiots and a Dog. This week, Bryce finally gets to go back to the sumptuous buffet that is Jim's Rage Bag. Let's check in with the boys and see if sharks from a tornado are worth a whirl or if the only thing worth seeing fly from a tornado is Dorothy and her red high tops. Sharknado. Murray, have you seen this? Uh, I've seen parts of it. I think I saw the first half. Mm, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I don't know why they made like seven other ones, but they just got more ridiculous as they kept making them. But <laughs> I don't. I can't imagine them getting more ridiculous. But oh, they if did. you say so. Uh, Sharknado was a movie that was made to be mocked. The filmmakers obviously tried to make a bad B-movie in the vein of Plan 9 from Outer Space or The Room, but the problem is that those movies were made by gentlemen that truly believed they were making magic, while Sharknado lacks the sincere attempt at making a good movie, and that turns out to be laughably bad. Instead, with Sharknado you get an attempt to make a bad movie that turns out to be just that but without any of the sincerity of the other two films I mentioned. Simply put, Sharknado was not funny or entertaining, but it also wasn't awful, so awful that it was painful. It was just there, taking up 90 minutes of my time. I stared blankly as I watched the made-for-TV boar fest. Wait a minute, this was a made-for-TV movie? What? 
This did not get a theatrical release and hence should not have been allowed in this segment. What? If this is the way we're going to play it, then I have a list of holiday Hallmark Channel movies a mile long that will be going directly into my bag of rage so that Jim can experience what true hell on earth is. Or maybe we just follow the rules. And if it doesn't get a theatrical release, then it is not eligible. Period. I'm not even rating this. He's not even rating it. There's that much rage in his soul. It's a lot of rage. Well... I have to say, I went back and did the homework. And it was agreed that we wouldn't allow TV movies. So I am terribly sorry. I've got the lots rage, of Hallmark classics. The, ra- the rage Just that you're feeling. Just waiting to go in your bag. The rage that you're feeling in your heart right now. Directed. Directed. Seriously, if you want to play this game, I'm, I'm good with it. Definitely. Let's go. Okay, Gloves go. are off. Okay. Technically, movies, I'll find them for you. It too. was not Jim or myself who picked. Oh, movie. he knows. Oh, he I'm knows. So, so he Jim's it, no, Jim is the keeper of this, and I told Jim last week. He, you know what? What people didn't see is, is that you know. Podcast violence is a real thing. It is. I have bruises on my body from the rubber slappings that I had to take from Bryce. I did yeah, enjoy it, mind you, but there was a lot of slapping that happened. It, it, it's almost like we were going to start our slap club early. Slap, slap club slap, doesn't slap. Slap club doesn't start until July, mm. but I still got quite a slapping last week. So for those who are listening, it is now an official even though it already was. Film yeah. Rage Until rule. Until next time. Official Film Rage rule that if you're daring us to see a terrible movie, please make sure that it's had a theatrical release. And the only reason I wanted this to go through is because I hadn't seen you rage enough in the last little while. A. And B. I never knew what you thought about Sharknado, so I kind of wanted to know what you thought about it. I was completely bored out of my mind. Nice. All right. Well, let me tell you what I thought about Sharknado, even though I probably shouldn't. But Bryce already took his stance. So I'm already going to do it because I wrote all this information. The first thing you notice when the credits start in Sharknado is that it was made for TV. By sci-fi. Yeah. (laughs) Also... You know you're in for the ride of your life because nothing, and I mean nothing, frightens me more than sharks, except for maybe the power of wind in tornado form. Sharks on land. But the only true terror is to combine them into a film with the worst CGI ever created. And yes, I'm afraid. Afraid of the dialogue. Afraid of the bad acting. Terrible script. Stupid editing. Sound mix. The lack of science. And everything I hold dear that is put into a film. But what I'm not afraid of is pure joy of watching sharks eating people. And eat people they do. This film definitely goes into the pile of films that are so bad that they are funny. No. Don't get me wrong. This film is awful. And by awful, I mean awfully awesome. With sharks that are Definitely smarter than everyone in this film. The CGI shark explosions, the really bad backdrop green screen screens, screen screen scenes. I can't even say that. 
once fast, let alone three times or five times fast. Random shots of of flooding spliced with stage car driving scenes. Sharks that swim in two inches of water and constant idiocy that you just keep cheering for your friends, the sharks, hoping they will call the herd of these terrible actors in hopes that they will only make one of these films. We get sharks in sewer, sharks that fly, sharks in the house, sharks in the pool, sharks in the drain, sharks eating credenzas, eating boyfriends, old men, but not school bus drivers. What do you know? Huh. Must be Teflon. Oh, well. Most of all, we have sharks with a never-ending thirst for human flesh. And next to zombies, I love to see sharks eating people, followed very closely by dinosaurs eating people, which we get to watch next week. In fact, I think I would like to say that I think that the genre of things eating people may actually be my new favorite subgenre. I agree. It used to be zombies, but you can't just draw the line at zombies because there's a lot of things that eat people. Oh, you would probably enjoy Tremors, Shrieker Island. Then. Yeah, exactly. Tremors is great. Oh, yeah, because they're Island. they're also the eating. Last one. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. They're, I probably will like. It. They're also eating people. They also eat a lot of people. Yeah, as long as, long as Michael Gross is in it. Yeah, he is. Because he's not. He's the really? a- absolute opposite of his name, by the way. He's the OG. Uh, yeah. So this movie, um, was really a completely awful, shark-eating train wreck of a movie, and is definitely a rage-quality film. But I can cheer on sharks and laugh at how bad it was. So and it was not bad. Yeah, I think you've been duped. It was mad. Yet it capt- you're duped. It no. captured the heart of a nation. It did. It, it captured a lot of captured it was a phenomenon. As I say, I can appreciate when someone puts their heart and soul into something and it just doesn't turn out, and then and that's I, why it's that's why it's laughably bad. They set out to make a laughably bad movie. And it just comes off. But I as, think the as I don't nothing think I don't think the actors knew that. Oh, I absolutely think everybody was no. in on it. Have you seen these actors act in other projects? I, everybody was in on it, except for maybe Tara Reid. But that's <laughs> everybody else. I don't except know. Except for Tara Reid, they're was all in the same. It. They all act the same in all the other movies they've they been do. in. No, so I'm sorry. Everybody was in on it. It it looks like it from the beginning. Oh. They they just they tried to make like they literally put everything they had into trying to make a bad movie, so bad it's good movie. The fact of the matter is, you can only do that if you're actually trying to make a good movie. And they they failed. I think they miserably. just didn't have enough budget. No, they had, what? It's just sci-fi. Stop. How much? How much does? Just how much budget stop. do they have? They they did exactly what they wanted to do. I don't know why you've got this grand des- theory that they actually were trying to make this work of art. They were trying to make total schlock and they failed miserably because they were trying to make total schlock. But it didn't fail. They made seven. That's, That's right. Terrible. And they were all really well received. Yeah. They were loved. They even had their own slot machine for God's sake. Total garbage. But you know what? That was that's the best thing that ever happened. Murray and I won some money in Vegas on, on Sharknado. Sharknado that's the, right. The VLT. And it was a whole movie in itself. Exactly. So there. Don't even get me started on BLTs. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, you'll have to pick something from my bag that is not uh, is a TV not movie? Give me a your TV bag. movie. Better not be a TV movie, or I will smack you with a piece of rubber or whatever the heck you were talking about. Really, Daddy? Here it is. Remember to grab the little ones, the little, the, the tastier chunks. 
They're the little the ones are taste. Why are the little ones tastier chunks? They're juicier. They're juicier. They pack full of fun kit number seven. This isn't a movie. Yes, it is. The Single Mums Club? <laughs> oh, just wait a second. This isn't with um, Mila Kunis, is it? <laughs> no, that's Bad Moms. Oh, okay. This sounds like a Hillary Duff thing. Oh, I really? Had, if I had to guess. I like Hillary Duff. I don't know. Yeah, Duff, you did. Duff is the stuff. Maybe what, I'm wrong. what is the Single Mums Club? The Single Mums Club is a comedy drama. Uh huh. And it was directed by. Probably one of your favorite directors okay. who always releases his films in cinema. Okay. I'm giving you a hint. It's a him. Yeah. Um, it's a Gary Marshall? No, it's it's not Gary Marshall. <laughs> Sounds like a Gary that's Marshall not one movie. Of your favorites. No. No, it's not. I, but, <laughs> but I can I tell you. I have a feeling that Jim might be sarcastic it, in this. But the, the, the interesting thing is the budget was $8 million to make this. Okay. Opening weekend. What it it made eight million seventy-five thousand. That's yeah. opening weekend. Made its money back. Worldwide wow. gross, it doubled its funds. Nice. On Good IMDb, it's got a five point three out of ten, which that's, is pretty good. That's respectable. It has Amy Smart. I don't like Amy. Nia Long. Nia, Nia Long. And I don't like Nia Long. All right. It's got Coco Brown. I don't know who Coco Brown is, but... It has someone by the name of Terry Crews. Terry Crews? Yes. And it's got the director himself, Tyler Perry. It's a oh, Tyler Perry no. joint. Yes, it? it is. No. The Single Moms Club uh, went to cinemas, and now Bryce is going to see it. And how many characters does Tyler Perry play in this? <laughs> I have no idea why his movies always have like, well, I guess I do have an idea of why his movies always have a huge opening weekend, but that's all they do. They just like pack the theater for one weekend. And Apparently they did it for two because it doubled its money. Well, it got, it, it made 8 million and then it, it doubled its money for the rest of its release throughout the entire world. Yeah. So can he, he could afford to make another one right after. At any rate, so how many weeks do I have to watch this? You have to watch it every day for the next week until we talk I'm about not watching it every week. day. So I have to watch this before next week? Yep. Is that how we always do this? Yeah, Ranger. Sure. <laughs> it's every week. So I can't like build up to this? I can't? Nope. No. Okay. You, you will be watching it. I don't think I can find it. There's uh, one I'm movie in theaters this week, so I think you can get around to uh, it. If... Um, if you can't find it, mm. I have a suitable backup in its in its holster. Is it also Tyler Perry? Shh, I won't tell you any secrets, but I think it is Anyways, also fine. a Tyler Perry. I will watch. I will watch the Single Moms Club, um, <laughs> and I will. Uh, I will. I will give it a fair shake. And just like you gave me my slaps from last week. You're going to be getting some knee slaps this week because I have a feeling it's going to be funny. It's it's a comedy. It's a comedy. Comedies are supposed to be funny. It is. All right. Quote Looking forward unquote, to it. Comedy. Quote, unquote. Let's see if the, the TP can... Uh, can get back on the undoubtedly. Yeah, I've never seen a Tyler Perry directed movie that I could stomach, but there here we go. go. All right. <sighs> you know what? Rage is fun. Thanks, Ragers, for listening. Thanks to Extended Film Rage family, who you can find in our show notes. Super, super, duper, cooper. No, it's super, duper, pooper, scooper. No? 
What the hell are you talking about? I don't know. I was just trying to do a hootie, hootie tootie. Just read your script. Hootie tootie disco cutie. Uh, Casey from the Nerdy Photographer for his voice of Rage or Dare. Find us on social media everywhere at Film Rage YYC. Check out everything Film Rage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site uh, from Redbubble and TeePublic. We're always wanting to make this a raging blast for our listeners, so please like, subscribe, and send us an email to FilmRageCalgary at gmail.com. Dare us to see terrible movies that played in cinemas to fuel our rage or just get Bryce to rage. But no matter what you do, please, 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 please make us rage. That's it for this week. Rage on. Rage on.